What's up, party people? Happy Wednesday. Total transparency. I had to learn how to meal plan out of complete necessity, which is exactly what we're talking about, how to meal plan. So we were a one-income family. I had left my nursing job to become a stay-at-home mom, and every month we were spending almost $1,000 on food, mostly at Whole Paycheck, aka Whole Foods. So in order for me to continue being a stay-at-home mom, I had to figure out how to save money and meal planning seemed like the easiest place to start since we usually eat the same meals over and over again like everybody else. So today I'm going to share with you the different meal planning methods I tried that didn't work and then I'll let you know what method I'm using right now that's actually working. So buckle up. Welcome to the Smart Productive Mom podcast, where I give you toe curling tips and spine tingling strategies to help you be more productive and present without stressing about housework. My name is Lucretia, and I know what it's like to do laundry with a baby strapped to your chest or use the bathroom while your toddler tells you about their day, even though you've been together all day. I'm spilling all the tea on how to take the overwhelm out of motherhood, so let's dive into all the juicy goodness. If you're a more visual person and you'd like to watch my meal planning process in action, which it's super simple, but if you'd like to see me doing my meal planning process every week, I'm actually updating the Productive Moms Toolkit to include more step-by-step tutorials. So if you don't know what the Productive Moms Toolkit is, it is a home management system where I walk you through how to create a realistic home management binder that you'll actually use and you can use it to keep track of your routines, your cleaning schedules, your meal planning, all of that good stuff, your finances, everything like that. So it'll just help you run your home and it's broken down into categories. So I was already thinking about adding more tutorial style videos to the Productive Moms Toolkit, but I wanted to get feedback from the hundreds of moms who have already bought the toolkit to see how I could improve it so their experience would be more enjoyable and they could actually implement what they were learning inside of the toolkit. And the one thing I kept hearing that they wanted to see more of was behind the scene videos of how I'm doing things in real life. So that's what I'm in the process of recording. Along with my meal planning routine, you'll also see my cleaning routines, my budgeting routine, and how I keep it all organized in my home management binder. So if you already have the Productive Moms Toolkit, I'll let you know inside of the Facebook group and via email when it's all updated and ready to go. But if you don't have the toolkit, you can grab it now by clicking the link in the show notes and you'll automatically get access to all future updates without paying anything extra. So if you grab it now, anytime I update the toolkit, which I continually update it because managing a home is a revolving door. It's a continuous process. So I will keep updating it and you'll get access to all of those future updates. All right, so enough about the toolkit. Let's start with an epiphany I had about meal planning that's helped me stay consistent. Whenever I thought about meal planning, I would literally rather listen to nails on a chalkboard than give it a try. I figured my experience would go something like this. 
I'd decide on all the meals. I'd go grocery shopping and hope I don't forget anything, which I usually do. And then I would cook those meals even though I didn't feel like cooking because even though I think I'm a pretty good cook, I do not like cooking. <laughs> it takes up way too much of my energy. So honestly, I was like, ain't nobody got time for all of that. But guess what? It felt like a hassle because I had no idea how to meal plan. I was hearing all of these horror stories, basically. It's kind of like whenever you're pregnant and then people want to tell you all of their pregnancy horror stories for some reason. I don't know why they want to do that, but that's how I felt about meal planning. Every time I thought about doing it, it just seemed like such a hassle. Like it could be so hard and it really just discouraged me from even trying. But whenever you have the proper information, you can save a ton of time and money with much less stress debating about what's for dinner every single night. So this podcast episode is your beginner's guide to meal planning that will help you get started in a way that you can actually stick to. But before we dive in, let's talk about what meal planning actually is so we are all on the same page. So meal planning for me means deciding what's for dinner one time at the beginning of the week and then shopping for those ingredients. So basically I decide on what we're gonna eat, usually on a weekend, and then I go grocery shopping during the week. So I prefer to grocery shop on a Tuesday or a Wednesday because first of all, everybody and their mama is there literally on the weekend. And then Monday, they haven't had time to restock from the weekend rush. So I find that Tuesdays or Wednesdays are the best days for us to go shopping. Um, if you work, then of course you'll probably have different days than this, but me being a work from home mom, I can go grocery shopping in the middle of the day. So a Tuesday or a Wednesday works best for me. So basically I will plan which meals we want to eat and I plan them just for one week at a time. I don't do an entire month. We eat a lot of produce and we change our minds frequently about what we want to eat. So doing one week at a time works best for us. So if you want to save even more time during the week, you can take it a step further. So meal planning is just planning the meals. That's all I'm doing. But if you want to take it a step further, then you can meal prep. And that is just when you're prepping your ingredients. So cutting any fruits and veggies that you'll need throughout the week, making any smoothie bags. So that's basically putting all your fruits and all the ingredients of your smoothie or most of them that you can put into a smoothie bag. And then whenever it's time to make the smoothie, all you do is dump everything in the blender and then add your liquid or any other little ingredients like that. Or you can prep freezer meals. So I did this a lot. I would just put dump all of the ingredients into a freezer bag, throw it in the freezer, and then whenever it's time to cook it, then I could just dump it all in my slow cooker, or I did have an instant pot. We didn't use it very much, so my husband <laughs> got rid of it, but if you have an instant pot, that's great as well. You can make all these freezer meals, um, put them in a bag, and then just dump them in your instant pot for later. So you get to decide if you just want a strictly meal plan or if you wanna add some meal prepping in there to save you time throughout the week. I prefer to meal plan weekly, like I said, because we waste less food that way, and that's how I recommend you start until you figure out a process that works for you. And I also do prep to, after we get back from the store, 
or even the next day, I'll just go ahead, like if we're using onions or anything like that or bell peppers, I'll go ahead and just cut them up so they're all ready to go and I don't have to worry about cutting all of this stuff up before we use it that day. So a typical example of an efficient meal planning weekend would be, and like I said, I don't do on the weekend, but if you prefer to do your shopping on the weekend, a typical example would be like Friday, you plan out your meals and make your grocery list. Saturday, you go shopping. And then Sunday, you can chop and prep your ingredients for the upcoming week. This simple method will have all of your meals and ingredients ready to go for those days when you don't feel like being in the kitchen forever. But without a clear plan in mind, you may find yourself making one or more of these three common mistakes. So here are a few things to not do and what to do instead when meal planning as a beginner. So mistake number one is making it too difficult. Start with a quick, simple method and build your way up to more organization. You don't need to print off a bajillion meal planning sheets for an entire year or have a huge binder full of recipe ideas you'll never try. <laughs> like Just take it one week at a time and get your process mastered. Mistake number two is wasting time. Don't spend so much time looking on Pinterest for new recipes and somehow you end up on Amazon buying a pair of leggings. And I'm definitely not speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> so stick to the recipes you know and love before trying to venture out and try new things. So I only try one to two new recipes a month because one, it takes me much longer to make a new recipe because I'm measuring all the ingredients and I'm just trying to make sure I actually get it right the very first time I make it so then the next time I can customize it to what my family likes and then number two is because my family is so picky so I stick to what I know they like so I don't make an entire meal and then we end up eating at a Mexican restaurant don't waste time looking for all of these new recipes just stick to what you know in the beginning keep it simple and then once you get more comfortable with your meal planning process, then start adding in these new recipes. But don't give up when something goes wrong because you may realize you forgot to put corn on your grocery list or something like that. So instead of scrapping the entire meal, just try using something new or replace it with another item. Just be able to get creative with your meal planning. Don't throw the entire meal away or say that you can't make it because you forgot one ingredient. Just go with the flow. It won't be perfect at first. Just do what you can. And then mistake number three is only planning home-cooked meals. And this was a huge reason why I failed in the beginning. Well, first, because I was trying so many new recipes and I didn't have the energy to cook them. But this mistake was only planning the home-cooked meals. I So we eat out minimum once a week. We still eat out quite a bit. And I was meal planning where we would eat at home almost every single day. So going from eating out multiple times a week to eating at home every single day, it just wasn't realistic for us. And that's why I was failing at meal planning so miserably. So especially if you're trying to meal plan because you eat out too much, it's unrealistic to think you'll go from eating out excessively to eating at home every single day. So plan days for your family to go out to eat or grab some fast food, especially on those busy days when you know you won't feel like cooking. Also, 
don't forget some days you'll have leftovers, which means you won't be cooking that day either. And that's what I do a lot now is I make meals so I can make sure we'll have leftovers. So keep that in mind. You do not have to eat at home every single day when you're meal planning. You're just planning the meal. It doesn't mean that you have to cook the meal. All right, let's move into things to consider when choosing your meals. Deciding what to make can get a bit tricky, so here are a few tips that'll simplify choosing your meals. And the acronym I use for this is LIP, L-I-P. So keep this in mind. The L is for leftovers. Think about what you can make that will give you plenty of leftovers. More leftovers equals less cooking. Hallelujah. So since we're all about keeping it simple, stick to quick and easy recipes you know your family loves. Each month, throw in one or two new recipes just to build up your collection of meals. And then a little mom tip, have a list of recipes your family loves so you can keep them in rotation because I know that it feels like you're cooking the same things over and over again. But then one day you may be like, oh, hey, remember when we used to eat that Doritos casserole? We haven't had that in forever. So even though we feel like we're eating the same things over and over again, there's so many recipes that we love that we forget that we love. So keep some type of list. And in the Productive Moms Toolkit, I do have a list that you can keep track of and it's separated by breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. So you can keep a track of the meals that your family enjoys and you know that they'll actually eat. So that's a quick little mom tip. So the I in the LIP acronym is for ingredients. So I want you to think about what recipes you know use similar ingredients. So if one recipe uses half an onion, find another recipe where you'll use the other onion. And this will just cut back on food waste and then you won't have half an onion in your refrigerator and you have no idea what to do with it. So think of recipes that use common ingredients. And then the P is for purpose. So have you ever looked in your fridge and seen an old jar of marinara sauce and thought, oh crap, I need to use this before it goes bad, which is like, any minute now. (laughs) So whether it's to use something before it goes bad or a quick healthy meal for picky toddlers or you're in the mood for pasta, which I'm always in the mood for pasta, but figure out the purpose of the meal so you'll remember why you chose it. Because there are times whenever I'm I'll put some type of pasta on the my meal plan and then I'm like, I don't really want to eat that. Why did I put that on there? But I remember it's because I need to use up this pasta sauce that's about to expire. So just keep the purpose of the meal in mind and then you'll actually know why you need to go ahead and cook that meal. So that is the lip method. So that is leftovers, ingredients, and purpose. So keep that in mind when you're considering what meals to choose for your meal plan. So now let's dive into the three different meal planning methods. And just a reminder that I have tried all of these methods. So I'm going to start with the method I tried first and work my way down to method number three, which is what I am using now. So method number one is what I call the strict and strategic method. And this is when you plan meals for each day of the week. So you'll know, and this is the typical method that we see when people talk about meal planning, they'll have their meals for Monday and they'll even get as specific as, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all their snacks and dessert if they have dessert. So that's the method I call the strict and strategic method. 
So within this method, there are three common types of meal planning. So type number one is when people have theme nights. So they'll have a certain theme for each day. So this could be meatless Monday, taco Tuesday, fish Friday, so things like that. Those are the theme nights. So each day of the week has a certain theme for it. So they are planning what they're going to eat for each day of the week on a certain day. And then tip number two is the schedule-based meal planning method, uh, which is still under the strict and strategic method. So this is whenever you look at your schedule and see which days you'll have time to cook. And then you'll see which days you'll have leftovers or takeout or a slow cooker meal for those busy days. And then you can do like instant pot meals for the in-between days. But basically you're looking at your schedule and you're saying, okay, I'm going to be super busy this day. I'm not going to get home till 7 p.m. We are going to have a slow cooker meal that day. Or I get off, I only work a half day on Friday. So we are going to actually sit down and have a home cooked meal that day and I'm really going to go all out. So it's basically just looking at your schedule and seeing how much time you have to devote, well, time and energy you have to devote to a meal. So that's the schedule based. And then the third way is the ingredients based. And this is where you decide your meals based on the ingredients you'll be using in other meals so you'll waste less food and money. And so this also goes along with the strict and strategic method because if you have your onion that's already half cut up, then you'll want to use that up pretty quickly before it goes bad. So you're still picking which days of the week, but you're just keeping in mind the ingredients so that you can use them in an orderly fashion. So I tried all of those strategies in method one, which is the strict and strategic method and failed miserably. I thought meal planning sucked. I thought it wasn't for me. I thought I was terrible at meal planning and we're just going to eat out for the rest of our lives. So I was like, this ain't working for me. Let's try something else. So once I got, you know, all my life back together, I moved on to method number two and that's what I called the meal planning middle. So the meal planning middle, and this is whenever you may have certain meals planned on certain days, but the other days you're kind of just winging it. So this is like, okay, we do want to do like a meatless Monday, and then we do want to do a fish Friday, but the rest of the week, let's just kind of play it by ear. We can, and then you can even like throw in some meals. Like I know we want to have a casserole this day, and I know I want to have like an Instapot meal this day because I work really long hours or something like that so you're kind of planning but then there's other days when you're just like whatever we're just going to eat whatever we feel like eating that day so it's like a middle ground some days are planned and then other days aren't so that's the meal planning middle and then method number three is what I am currently using and this is what I call the kind of meal planning method with this method you'll plan your meals for the week but they don't have a particular day for you to cook them on. So an example of this is what I'm currently doing. I plan to cook three meals with leftovers and eat out once. So what this will look like is I'll cook on Sunday, we eat leftovers on Monday. I'll cook on Tuesday, we eat leftovers on Wednesday. We'll go out to eat on Thursday and then Friday, I'll cook again and we'll have leftovers on Saturday and then it just repeats. So Sunday, I'll cook again. So basically, I'll cook every other day and then we'll have a day in there where we'll go out to eat. This method is super flexible and that's why I love it because sometimes we choose to 
eat out more than once a week, but we still already have all of those ingredients for the other meals at home. So even if we do go out to eat an extra day, then I don't have to worry about going to the store because I already have the ingredients at home for a meal. Okay, so now that you kind of have an idea of which meal planning method you'll want to try out, let's go over 11 quick little strategies that I use to help me stay more consistent. So I know how easy it is to get overwhelmed by the idea of meal planning. So these simple tips will just have you feeling like a pro in no time. Okay, so number one is to buy in bulk. This will save you a lot of time and money. You won't have to run to the store every day for multiple cans of corn or a big ass bag of flour, which I love going to. We don't have a Costco. We have a Sam's Club. We get like our bag of rice is massive. It lasts us for so long. So go to the store and buy whatever you'll use frequently in bulk. That way you always have it on hand and then you'll end up with random ingredients that you have. So whenever you are making a last minute meal, you'll already have those ingredients and you won't have to worry about going to the store. So get whatever you can in bulk that you will actually use. Number two is to use fresh produce first. So of course you'll wanna use up your fresh produce, put those, plan to use those at the beginning of the week so they don't go bad. Tip number three is to mix it up. So of course, theme nights are fun, but you just want to make sure you're switching up the meals. You don't want to be using the same ingredients over and over again. So just mix up the meals and then keep those meals in rotation. Tip number four is to always have your staple foods. So you definitely want to start your meal planning journey with the meals you know your family loves. These are staple items that you'll always want to have in your pantry. So like I said, we use a lot of rice. We always have rice. Flour, that's one of those random ingredients that you forget you even need. Things like tomatoes, like a, a can of tomatoes or a jar. Of, do they come in a jar? I don't know. A can of diced tomatoes. Just things like that that you can easily forget about. Just kind of keep stuff like that that's non-perishable on hand. So when you're in a crunch for a last minute meal, you'll have some stuff in your pantry already. Number five is to keep an inventory. Try to keep up with the foods that you have on hand and not just the foods you have on hand, but the expiration date. A lot of the times I would go in to make a meal and I would realize that something was expired that was pretty much like a main ingredient in the meal. So, and I didn't get it at the store because I was like, oh yeah, we already have that, so don't grab it, but it was expired. So definitely make sure you're keeping track of the expiration dates before you head out to the store. Okay, success tip number six is to always have a backup plan. So have your plan B for those times whenever something doesn't go as planned, you always want to have those staple pantry foods so that you can whip together another meal just in case you need to. So like the example of the food being expired, you always want to have a backup meal that you can whip together really quick for those moments when it's like seven o'clock and you're trying to cook really quick and get everyone off to bed. And so you want to have those meals, those ingredients on hand for those times. Success tip number seven is to keep a master recipe list. Since most of your meals won't be new recipes, it's a great idea to keep a running list. So write down all the meals you already know are family favorites, and then just keep adding to that list whenever you try new recipes that your family likes. 
This will help keep it simple so you're not trying to remember if your family liked that Instapot meal from three months ago. You'll already have it written down and you'll know that they liked it because it's on your list to make it again. All right, tip number eight is to double check your grocery list. Always double check your list to make sure it has all the ingredients you need. And if you think you already have an ingredient at home, double check to make sure that you have it and that it's not expired. So double check and triple check your list before you head out to the store. Number nine is to write it down. Do not try to keep your entire meal plan or your entire grocery list in your head. Write it down and that is one massive tip of organized people. We know that the brain is for processing. It's so you can make decisions. It's not like a file cabinet. So write things down because things are so easily forgotten. So write down your list, write down your meals, and just find a method to keep it organized, which we do go over in the Productive Moms Toolkit with the meal planning section. And I show you the app that I use for meal planning. So you don't even have to print off a bunch of papers or anything. You can keep it all in this app. Um, if you don't have the toolkit, go ahead and grab that because when it is updated, I will walk you through the app that I use and how I use it and all of that good stuff. So just have a list of all of the meals and your list. Success tip number 10 is to make your meal plan visible. So since it's easy to forget about your meal plan, if it's just sitting on your desk or somewhere in your office, somewhere hidden, it's so easy to forget about it. So you want to make it visible so everyone can know what is coming up for the week. And this will help. So hopefully everyone isn't asking you what's for dinner every two seconds. So keep it visible, put it on your fridge, hang a dry erase board in your kitchen somewhere. Just make it somewhere visible. I have a meal plan, a weekly meal plan calendar on the refrigerator. It's like a sticky dry erase calendar and it sticks on our refrigerator. So that way, even though we're not eating the certain meals on certain days, I just write the meals that we're going to have that week in the little notes section. And that way we can just keep up with what we're going to eat that week. And then tip number 11 to be successful with meal planning is to include your family. Do not try to do it all by yourself. You don't know what your kid is going to want to eat on Tuesday and they probably don't really either. But if you let them help you by telling, you know, letting them tell you what they want to eat, then it's a higher chance that they'll actually eat it because they feel ownership over that meal. Like they got to choose that meal. So it's exciting for them. So let your family help and everyone can decide what meals everyone wants to eat. And that way you have less food being wasted. And then it's a higher chance that your picky kid will actually eat because they'll be excited to eat that meal since they got to choose it. So definitely include your family. Don't try to do it all by yourself. All right, so quick wrap up how to get started. Step number one is to decide on your meals for the week. When you are deciding your meals, think to yourself, will there be leftovers? Are the ingredients similar? What's the purpose? Do you plan on eating out? Will you have any theme nights? Just ask yourself those questions when you're deciding your meals. Step number two is to create your grocery list. So what ingredients do you already have? Are they expired? What can you buy in bulk? So ask yourself those questions when you're making your list. Step number three is to do your shopping. Step number four 
is optional, but you can prep any of your ingredients that you're going to be using that week. So what veggies can be chopped? Is there anything that can be cooked in advance that will save you time later on during the week? And then the last step is to just keep a list of what meals your family enjoyed and celebrate because you are meal planning. All right, so hopefully you found that super helpful. Finding a meal planning method that works for you will be totally life-changing. You do not want to go to bed at night without knowing what's for dinner the next day. So every single evening, figure out what you're going to eat. And that way, when you wake up in the morning, it'll already be less stressful because one big thing we deal with is figuring out what the heck we're going to eat every single day. So if you know what you're going to eat that next day, then that takes off so much stress and you already know how to prepare it. You already know you have the ingredients. Don't go to bed without knowing what you are going to have for dinner the next day. And if you don't already have it, grab the Productive Moms Toolkit. I am adding to the meal planning section to go through all of this process with you using either paper, which I have a lot of meal planning printables for you, or we can go through the app if you prefer to do it that way, which is what I use. So grab the toolkit if you do not already have it, and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Smart Productive Mom podcast. If you found this information helpful, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes so more moms can find this show. And if you want to connect with me in between episodes, make sure you join the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. I can't wait to talk to you over there. See you on the next episode.